Welcome to Steadfast Hope. I'm Steve Lawson, joined by Kent Stainback, and we are coming to you from Herb's House Coffee Shop here in Dallas, Texas. And Kent, as always, we have a passage of scripture we're going to be looking at today. We're in the book of Proverbs. I mean, your father loved the book of Proverbs and built a lot of this into your life. And it's good to be back in this book. I remember when I first taught through this book, I went verse by verse through this book. And wow, what a great book this is. We're in Proverbs 10, verse 22. Proverbs 10, verse 22. The title of this is Recognizing Riches. Or this could be riches received. And it's it's a great proverb. It says, it is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich. And he adds no sorrow to it. Um, Kent, this proverb really gives us the eternal perspective and God's perspective uh, on riches. And it doesn't say everything that can be said about riches, um, but it puts it in a very positive light here. There are so many other passages that put riches in a caution, warning, mm-hmm. and even you can fall into the snare of the devil, the, the, the love of money is the root of all evil. And so we kind of are standoffish many times, even talking about mm-hmm. riches. But here it puts it in the positive. Mm. And, I, and I think we need to receive this and take this in and, and reflect upon this. It says, the blessing of the Lord makes rich. And what this is saying is, it it is God who gives to us the riches that we have as we work hard. And there are several factors that, you know, can be brought to bear on this. It's, It's God who gives us the strength to work. It's God who gives us the intellect to know how to size up the situation and even the wisdom then to go a step further and size up the situation, whether it's who do I hire, who do I fire, how do I set the budget, mm-hmm. uh, how do I do, per- what do I purchase for my business, wh- wh- whatever that is. Do I buy another field and plant more crops? Mm-hmm. As well as it's the Lord who gives the opportunities. Mm-hmm. It's the Lord's, His timing is perfect whether it's an upturn or a downturn in the economy and what's the interest rate, et cetera. I mean, all of that, God is the God of providence and then open doors that open in front of us to uh, step forward and, and risk and reward. Um, and there's an element of faith even in, in that. And then we could add to that, Kent, God gives us the drive to work. Hmm. Hmm. Um, he, he gives us the motivation to get up in the morning and to put our shoulder to the plow and to be about what he's called us to do. And, and so there's so many ways and levels at which God is involved in our lives as we work. But behind it all, behind the scene, behind the veil, it's God. And we can plant the seed and till the soil, but it's only God who can cause that seed to grow. Yeah. It's only God who can bring the rain to, 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 to provide the, the water and the moisture for that seed to grow. And it's only God who can change the seasons. And it's only God who controls the weather. And it's only God who can, 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 send, can adjust the temperature of what it needs to be for this seed to, to grow. 
And so, Kent, in, in that sense, when we take a step back and we get the big picture, it's God. Mm. It's the blessing of the Lord mm. who, who makes rich. And so let's give glory where glory is due. It's to the Lord. And then he adds, and he adds no sorrow to it. Mm-hmm. Meaning, because of our God-centeredness and our God-consciousness, we, we don't have a guilty um, conscience about what the Lord provides for us. And the Lord does give to some more than he does to others. And But whatever it is the Lord has given to you, there should be no apprehension about what he has entrusted to you. It's a stewardship that's been given to you. And so if you do it God's way, do your business God's way, and in the center of God's will, then there's no sorrow Mm -hmm. to it because you've done it honestly, you've done it with integrity, you're not waiting for the other shoe to fall, meaning I I hope... You know, the IRS can't figure out this paper trail where we've covered up things. No, no, no. There's no sorrow to it. We've done it right as best we know how to do. And so we can enjoy what God has provided for us and should enjoy what God has provided for us. So this is an important proverb because it tilts it back to the center where there's some balance as we think about riches and, and wealth. Mm-hmm. I think, Steve, I think of, um, you, you talked about at the beginning how uh, the, the, there is a danger of wealth. And I think what you were saying is, isn't that the danger is that it, you think it's you. Yeah. Yeah. You think like, I'm you. so smart. I'm so sharp. You think you did. Yeah. Is that <laughs> part of a mindset? Oh, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad for you to bring that up. I mean, expand on that a little bit, Ken. Well, I was going to let you expand on it, uh, that you, you, you've seen, well, you you've know, seen people who are in church all the time, and and God's given them money, but they're incredibly proud of it, and it's just hard to even be around. Yeah, I know, and they, they become an infomercial on, on their own success. They let you know about it, and I remember one church years ago wanted to talk to me about being their pastor and so I flew down and talked to them and there was a very <clears throat> wealthy man in that church and I remember somebody on the pulpit committee saying yeah once he got his riches he got brains yeah meaning n- now he's an expert now he's smart now now he's smart yeah money makes you smart yeah simply because he probably inherited something you yeah, know yeah, yeah. Um, he didn't even work for it and and so yeah, I think of Romans eleven thirty six where it says all things are from him and through him and to him. The opposite of that is somebody who thinks that all things are from you and through you and to you. That that you you've been the the beginning and the end of this. And and instead of recognizing, wow, I mean I could have been born in another century. I could have been born in another country. I could have been born. In another on another continent, I could have been born with a different IQ. I could have been born everything different, and I wouldn't be sitting where I am. This is God's doing, and and the people He's brought into my life, mm-hmm. and the networking, and the opportunities that have been afforded to me. Um, God was behind all of this, and God orchestrated all of these factors 
to put me in this situation where I at least have a roof over my head. Sure. I've got food on the table. I've got a shirt on my back. I've got a backup shirt in the closet. I'm able to feed my family. This is all God's yeah. working. And that's that was I think that was my next question. That what is the definition of rich? That <laughs> I guess that would be in in the world standards, that would be a definition of rich. It's not everybody's got a different definition, but yeah. you might speak to what rich well, yeah. is. If you got a little like a hundred extra dollars, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I can't. I mean if if you're rich, that just simply means I've got money to have food on the table sure. that I can provide mm-hmm. for my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can give my kids something to wear. Mm-hmm. I have something to wear. I've got a roof over my head. Mm-hmm. Um, I can, you know, I've got some heating inside these four walls and and whatever on the inside to make it tolerable temperature-wise. Uh, I mean, compared to let's just almost say uh, a lot of people in the world, you're doing very well. And we tend to think rich, almost like lifestyles of the rich and famous. And if you don't have a jet or a fleet of jets, you know, and and that's no wealth is a very relative thing. And if, if you have these basics in life and then you've got two quarters in your pocket, you're, you, you are doing very well. By, by Bible standards. Uh, there was only one Solomon who was, you know, the richest man in the world. And there was only one King David. Yeah. Um, there was only one, um, uh, you know, Joseph of Arimathea who happened to have a tomb here that we can bury Jesus in. But for the rest, um, we, we just have, we have more than what we need. And... And I guess what would you say then that the no sorrow part is if you think it's all about you, then it's 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 a lot easier than for more trouble to come with it. Yeah. Is that in other words, if it's you and 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 your pride and and your ego, then obviously that's all attached to. It. Sure, it is. I mean, your self identity, who I am, what I am, is is attached to something other than the Lord. Well, you're not going to have joy. Yeah. And it's the old thing, how much how much riches is enough? Well, it's never enough. I've got to have more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're the richest man in town. Well, I still have to have more. Yeah. And because there's another town with somebody who's got more riches yeah. than what I have, and you, you'll just never have enough. So there's no joy, there's no peace, mm-hmm. there's no contentment yeah. that, that comes with what with what you have, whether it's a lot or a little. But if you know the Lord, even if you have a little, there's no sorrow with it. And instead, you have a peace that surpasses That's all good. comprehension. That's great. That's great. Well, it is great because it's God's truth. And I and I and we do pray that these will be tracks for you to run on and that this is a help to your Christian life. That's what, that's what we want. We want to encourage you. And so may you be content with what the Lord has provided for you, and may you be a good steward of it. Thank you for joining us for Steadfast Hope.